This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. A hush falls among the crowd. Pembroke has a daring plan. Whatever you do, Pembroke, just be careful. I can't afford to lose someone of your prowess and knowledge. No, no, I, I should be careful. I, I think... I will go with you. I think this will work. The heroes must be patient. Now remember, broad daylight, you do see patrols walking around. And choose their moment wisely. Now we have a huge opportunity here. Because one small mistake... Did we lock the door, the front door behind us? ...could unleash an army. And the crowd's just like... (gasps) 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 The adventure continues. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Welcome back, GCP Nation, to another installment of the Glass Cannon Podcast. I am Joe O'Brien, and it is good to see you. You are, you're looking well. I've got a few quick updates for you before we jump back into Giant Slayer. Two event updates and then a real, real important cannon fodder announcement. So stay tuned for that in 45 seconds. This Saturday, March 24th, is GCP Mid-Atlantic in Durham, North Carolina. If you are interested in playing the best games with the best people in the world, GCP Mid-Atlantic is the place for you. Troy will be flying down there, actually, for the event. And if you get there, maybe you can also lose an animal companion that you love dearly. For more info on that event, go to glasscannonpodcast.com slash events. Speaking of events, GCP Live on April 14th is sold out we tripled the size of the venue from our first gcp live only one year ago and you guys have yet again stepped up as you always do to support our efforts thank you all so much ari rubin of disorganized play will be joining us along with eleanor di lorenzo also of disorganized play and soon to be of our starfinder podcast as well as the composer behind the drops we all love nick Lowe will be there as well and rumor has it that this year he's playing Not music, playing. We are looking forward to seeing you guys in a few weeks. And here's the last thing. Cannon Fodder is finally on its own feed. That's right. Cannon Fodder is its own podcast and will no longer automatically pop up on the Glass Cannon Podcast channel. Take a moment right now before you forget and head to your favorite podcast app and get subscribed to the new Cannon Fodder. Featured on that channel are also all four parts of our Pathfinder 2nd Edition playtest with Jason Bullman and Eric Mona of Paizo. So get over there, subscribe to that, and download that stuff right now. Okay, guys, that's it. That's all I got. No more business up front. It's time for the party in the back. Let's get to it. Here is episode 147. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> you camped out overnight in the village of Skiergard. And man, is it a different scene during the day. It's already very different. It's a wild scene, man. It's a wild scene, man. Uh, You know, before we even jump into this, I I really want to just keep impressing upon you um, the recollection of knowledge. You guys have keep gaining a lot of intel, some of it cryptic, uh, some of it not as cryptic, some of it more, more open. Let's just walk through this again. When you came into camp, you went to that first watchtower. From there, you observed the lower camp and the upper camp. Between those two camps is a building, which you don't know what is going on there. Then 
there is a ledge leading up to four caves where it looks like what do you know about the caves that uh dire wolves use it but they they can they run the they're show. left they, alone yeah they take care of themselves and, they got their own thing going and on. there's a huge entrance for what we assume is some sort of mama wolf or something Remus and Romulus man. sucking from her teats. <laughs> Moving up from there is the upper camp. To the left of the upper camp is probably some sort of mess hall. You've seen the giants lining up for food there. We uh, saw, and the Beatles went, and that's when the Beatles went into. That's one of the ones the Beatles went to. The other Beatle went into the storage silo, which is now uh, exploded. <laughs> thanks to uh, last week's <laughs> covert operation. <laughs> Not so covert when the explosion <laughs> so happens. Covert op- operation, operation Thin Blue Line. North of that, and mind, mind you, there are watchtowers. <laughs> an Errol Morris yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful Errol Morris callback. Uh, there are watchtowers interspersed all throughout this, but north of that is some sort of stockade with mammoths and uh, a building, uh, you know, inside of the stockade as well. Going back to the middle of this is that steep slope, circular thing that leads down to where the stone giants are doing target practice and caves leading deeper inside this plateau. Do you know anything else about that? Um, sometimes the target practice is against slaves. Sometimes yes. to get slaves. Yeah, we don't know any. We haven't seen any evidence of anything particularly You've going seen in equipment, or out of the cave. Excavation equipment. Excavation right. equipment. And we, we weren't able to discern whether or not they were continuously digging and excavating for something or if they had completed. Correct? I think you mentioned right. that. Right. Something to that effect. Uh, to the north... Uh, west of that is some building right next to a watchtower. You really haven't had time to investigate that. However, to the northeast of that is the building with the docks and the strange spikes coming out of the ice that you have now seen are being used to forge weapons. The frost giant and the fire giant came out, hammered these spikes. They got red hot and then they started making weapons with it. Just moving on from there. Another building on the ice, smoke coming out of the chimney, more smoke coming out of it when you woke up the next day. Doors to the north, doors to the south, a staircase on the north side leading to the second floor, all of them locked. We tried to get in. Tried to get in. But we're foiled by my shitty rolling. (laughs) Foiled again. Foiled by the dice again. Hmm. North of that. Some other sort of longhouse. Don't really know that. Going farther north of that is that statue of mm. Thremir, the first Jarl, deity of the Frost Giants, <laughs> emanating some sort of intense cold. <sighs> Just to the west of that is the slave pen, guarded by two Frost Giants at any given time, is what you've seen so far. Feyraza went in there and talked to Baba Boo Jenkins. How's <laughs> <laughs> the many slaves? How do we think Baba Boo's doing, by the way? Maybe you should go check in on him. <laughs> He's a part of the show now. Matthew. Yeah, yeah. He's beloved. After that delightful role play. Yeah. To the <laughs> left of that, or west rather, is another much larger uh, longhouse, much more involved building. To moving along, continuing west from there, again is some sort of temple, A stone building, stone building, stone temple, pilots, pilots. Uh, to the north of that, more caves, and now. You are all fixated on this far northwest situation. I am curious as hell. A wide set of carved stone steps sort of ascend to this massive 
set of stone double doors set into the mountain itself. I can't remember. I might have said it was a rock or something like that. They're, they're stone doors. You said doors. I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You certainly don't hear that from all the way over there, but let's say you do. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we rolled a natural 20 okay. on the perception. <laughs> you are thousands of feet away. I wish it was a rock. It'd be so, this is Easter. It'd just be so appropriate. Um, <laughs> there were uh, platforms on either side of the um, doors with statues on them. And then in front of the staircase, like at the bottom of the staircase, is this colossal structure that is perpetually on fire. Oh, so burning towers isn't all that strange to them. (laughs) Doesn't seem that strange, but this seems very purposeful. It looks like it's in the shape of a creature. So it's an effigy. It's a burning man. It's a yeah. It's a burning man. (laughs) Right. I wonder if I wonder if it's some sort of fire giant deity. We just gotta, yeah, yeah. But it's, there's a there's a frost giant deity on one side, a burning one on the other side. Yeah, maybe it's the fire giant. Fire one. and ice. You guys are very very far away. However, the camp has never been more uh, full of giants that you've seen. They are everywhere. It is a very dangerous dangerous situation. But something or someone is exiting this set of double doors is there anything you guys want to do is there anything you can do there is something i could do i could (laughs) it's risky i'll grant you (laughs) i could cast invisibility on myself and perhaps even one other person and teleport right over there and we could hear everything just stand there, invisible, Just not stand move, there, invisible. not try any funny business. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could stand on the mountain, like behind her, behind it. Totally, <laughs> got to be careful of scent, though. Yeah, be careful of scent. Yes. Why? Well, I'll fly. I'll f- we all take the long road, and I'll end up there. Yeah, why not? Just do it. Well, I could. We can. We can tell. We could both teleport together, and you can fly oh, yeah, over bird. there. You know. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so that's my idea. I like it. <laughs> that's <laughs> one idea. How are you going to get back from there? After? I can teleport again. Oh, that is all your teleports for the day, though, right? It is. Or I could fly. It might be worth it. Yeah, you might. Want, yeah, fly invisible. That might work. Uh, like I can get over there now, teleport over, and fly back once I'm okay. I'm satisfied. So this is this is what Pembroke proposes quickly as this is happening. Well, the thing is, if he teleports, he can take Baron with him. Take all of him. Well, yeah, but then he has to burn have, his other. Teleport. I only have two. No, no. I I mean I. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, and want, then I only have two invisibilities that I've prepared, so... I want to keep a teleport in the chamber. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I say, whatever you do, Pembroke, just be careful. I can't afford to lose someone of your prowess and knowledge. No, no, I, I should be careful, but I, I think... I will go with you. Yes, Faraza, yes. The two of us together. I can make us both unseen, and we can... We can... We can teleport over. I think... I think this will work. And... uh there's no time to think. Boom, boom, boom. Invisibility <laughs> on both of us. Well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go bird. No. Okay, and you turn into a bird. So save your invisibility. Okay, all right. Then I'll and just you cast just teleport to above where those doors are? And I hold ledge. her. I hold a, a penguin in my hand, and we teleport over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Skid. Yeah. I, sit, I sit on your feet. Okay. <laughs> like well, an egg. Like an, <laughs> like an emperor penguin. Yeah. And yeah. remind me again your, uh, the time you have available to remain invisible. Uh, it's nine minutes. Nine minutes. Minutes. And I can cast it again if I have to. Okay. Yeah. 
So, swum, you go over there. Let me get another war horn, O'Brien. <laughs> really need to set the right scene. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, now, with Pembroke and Feyraza much, much closer to all this action, you really get a, a view of the camp that you really, you haven't it to this point gotten to really dig into because it's so far away from everything else we haven't been uh, had this perspective yet it would just be impossible even at night to to sneak over there you would need like teleport you would need things like this to get to get up there it's got to feel like saruman and like two towers when he's addressing the army of orcs just from that point of view exactly exactly and you're just standing (laughs) above it Uh, (laughs) you see this towering humanoid colossus Crafted of constantly burning wicker and wood, mm. standing before the carved doors of this opening overlooking all of Skiergard. The a close eye out for Edward Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> the platforms to the either side of the door hold statues uh, depicting a fierce, a fierce and proud looking frost giant woman in her youth. Huh. Beautiful. Looking just badass. Yeah. Runes everywhere you can kind of see, but you're above and behind. That frost giant guy in the resplendent armor that came out, this amazing helm on his head. Looks like it has a a beard uh, that covers his face. He, He looks a little anxious, but as a creature is exiting from... The doors, he stands at attention. The entire camp of giants, frost giants, hill giants, Etons, Cyclops, a couple of fire giants, are all just on a knee, directing their attention towards these doors. Nearby, uh, Feyraza and Pembroke, you see like a half-naked female giant, her breasts covered by long black hair. She's gorgeous. Frost giant? Frost giant, she looks, she's got blue skin, probably a frost giant. Also standing in reverence, like near where this... A real one. A real one, yes. Where this guy was. So maybe they're important people. Mm -hmm. A hush falls among the crowd (laughs) as a tall, gaunt, extremely gaunt frost giant slowly walks out of the hole <laughs> in the mountain. And it's a woman. Oh. You guys are looking from behind, but she has this amazing looking, ancient looking chainmail just draped over her thin frame. She's got a, 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 a battle axe or a great axe and a shield crossing over her back. And on her head is a, a helm with these two giant wings extending outward. <laughs> very, very, like, over the top. Yeah. Uh, almost like a headdress. A Valkyrie. You can't really get a look at her face or anything because her back is to you. She gestures towards the uh, frost giant who opened the doors and the half-naked female who immediately becomes exultant after being acknowledged by who you can only assume is Skirkatla. <laughs> Skirkarlings 
rejoice and the crowd's just like with all their weapons look around you frost giants are commingling with fire giants Etans are breaking bread with hill giants a new age of giant kind is rising and we are at the forefront we are at the precipice of a new dawn <sighs> they all go crazy <laughs> yeah awesome awesome <laughs> raises her hands like more 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 <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Though I have spent my entire life raising this tribe to prominence, never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined what we are about to become. All hail Volstice! And they're all like, all hail Volstice! <laughs> you guys are shaking. The inside oh, of your chest are shaking. Baron and Lork, as far away as you guys are, you feel the ground beneath you shaking as well. She pauses. She starts pacing back and forth on this, like, miniature dais. Like she's thinking to herself. You guys get a, a little bit of a view of her profile. And her skin looks like it's barely clinging to her face. Just very, very thin. Ghastly pale. So old? So old. Like a, like malnourished or old? Just old. Somewhere in between. It is not Bit of normal. Not it healthy. Not, not normal, normal situation. Okay. It has come to my attention that there has been some discord lately among the various tribes. Now I know that for many of you, coming here and living with other species may seem to go against everything you were brought up to believe. But understand this. The men and the women and the other creatures that walk amongst you are not your enemies. Out there, she points, like beyond the mountains, are your enemies. These are your brothers and your sisters. You do not kill your brothers and your sisters. You die for them. (laughs) No longer shall we be divided by petty tribal differences. We are all one tribe. Only by coming together can we enslave the free people of the inner sea destroying the world that they have taken from us and rebuilding it in our image thanks to the great and powerful storm giant warlord Volstice we now represent the future of this world victory by any means and the crowd just goes crazy they stand up from their kneeling positions just like ah shaking millions of different weapons up in the air ah. as this is happening she gestures to the male giant who moved who opened the doors and he makes a motion towards like the front row 
and maybe half a dozen slaves are dragged up no, towards no, the no, opening. Meanwhile, six, maybe half a dozen giants you guys can see looks like four frost giants, a cyclops, and one grisly badass looking hill giant are also brought up the oh, steps no. next to the slaves in no. front of her, one by one. They unchain the slaves and just force them down on the ground. She walks up to one of them, grabs its head in one hand, and lifts it off the ground just by its head, its body just like struggling to keep attached to the neck. She then raises it over her head. The it is the per- a person, It's right? a person and tears it apart <gasps> in no. one hand. She takes one portion of the body, the upper torso, and hurls it at the burning effigy. <laughs> and it hits perfectly and just <laughs> lights up even more. She hands the other half to the frost giant that was standing in front of her. And he proceeds to devour it. Its blood and organs just falling all over his chest. Oh, man. She then takes her great axe from off her back and, like, knights him or something. She then repeats this for the other five giants that were standing there. The other frost giants, the cyclops, and the grizzly-looking hill giant ripping apart a slave, throwing it on the effigy. Sparks go everywhere. Hands it. Some ceremony is taking place. They then get up and walk away to cheers from all the people. Just walking away. Just, ah! And they walk straight towards where Lork and Baron are in that direction. And they continue walking to all of this applause right out of camp. <laughs> the tributes... Yeah. Are they going right? to be ah. what, what do you think? Just a question for you. Yeah. What is there a ventriloquism skill? Like a ventriloquism skill. <laughs> I'm joking. Go on. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Collar sucks. I say we let him go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, is this though precisely what Fijimon was talking about when he said he could get promoted to a lieutenant? Absolutely. Yep. Seems like, yeah. Bottle cap. Oh! <laughs> there you go, Grant. Get a Baron bottle cap. Baron Von bottle cap. Good. Very astute uh, observation. observation. Yes. That was some sort of ceremony. Wow. As they make their way out of camp, the camp goes back slowly as she retires back into the double doors and the frost giant, who must be her second in command, very solemnly closes the doors from behind. The half-naked female goes back in the direction of that stone temple. Ah. The the priestess. And everyone else just kind of goes about. Invisibility is running out. What do you do? Uh, I cast it again on myself. (laughs) And follow her into the doors. And I cast fly on myself. Okay. (sighs) Start floating very gently. Yeah, just fly like follow her for a little bit as long as I feel like it's safe. Um, I'm just going to learn as much more as I can following her. Following who? Following the priestess. The priestess. Yeah. Okay. Well, there went a lot of good work into uh, sowing discord. Yeah. That didn't work at all. Um, (laughs) She doesn't seem too concerned that they have no food. Yeah, that... She uh, (laughs) kind of glossed over that part. Yeah, yeah. Roll a uh, perception check there, Pembroke. Okay. Uh, 25. I just love this flying old man. 
<laughs> and I did disguise myself again, even though I'm invisible. Right, right. Uh, as this time as uh, uh, Ethan Cohen, one of the two Cohen brothers. <laughs> well, nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, it's not Joel? Not Joel Cohen. Variations on a theme. Yeah. You're working with Skid. She walks towards the temple. Like I said, this colossal stone edifice, now that you get a really good view on it. Mm-hmm. It appears like it was sculpted from living rock. Like that was just an enormous rock that someone... A living rock? Yes, built into... Carved out of the mountain itself. Right, carved out of the mountain itself and built into some working temple. Wow. You see stairs that she's walking up, ascending between massive columns, each carved in the form of a frost giant from, like, way, way, way back. Yeah. And she gets up to a portico where three sets of double doors are set in the southern face of the structure mm-hmm. and goes inside the doors and closes them. All right. I land uh, at the top of the stairs in front of the door and politely knock. No. Uh, <laughs> I, all right. I, I message Feraza Doom. to like, uh, uh, point at the bird and say, like, I I think we've learned all we can for one day. And fly. It's like, I'm returning to the others. And I fly back. And Faraza will do the same. She'll take a, a different path. Oh. Well, the, not that she knows, because Pembroke is invisible. Yeah. Okay. And you get back. And obviously, Baron and Lork, you didn't hear what was going on, but it didn't take... It doesn't take a lot of wisdom to know that this was Skirkala. She was giving a speech, and that those guys that left as Baron is like, oh, those must be, they must be going south. Right. They yeah. made it. And Pembroke, with his eidetic memory, is able to relay the entire speech word for word that she gave. <laughs> a feat that not even I could do right now. Yeah. Feraza, could you possibly follow them south? See which where they go, Spill how far. Well, just observe. Just observe. I don't know for how long. A few hours. I don't know how long. How far away it is. Might be close. I mean, I could. Just an idea. It might be a waste of our valuable time. I think that their destination is very likely far away from here. They're probably going to Volstice. If they're going to Volstice, then it must be a day a journey of several days. Hmm. It's crazy to think how, as far as you've come from, you know, the tug of war, but even since when you heard the the name Volstice, how imminently close you are now. People are not only invoking his name, but sending potentially more people to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you've got Noximara talking about Volstice. Like, Volstice is becoming much more a reality. A presence here in this this tale. Um, Well, perhaps we should try to get into the... We should lie low and then try to get into the building with the... the the water motion thing. Yes, we could take another attempt. I, I, uh, I could try again with my spells to open the door. And it may, in fact, during the day, the doors may be open anyway. We uh, certainly do need to do more to shake Skirkatla's confidence. With her at the lead, if charismatically as you delivered the speech, I imagine she did as well, and 
I imagine the morale and the esprit de corps of the Giants will remain high until yes. we do more. It definitely seemed boasted. Whatever damage we did to it has seemed seemingly been undone by we the power of her, of her speech. We shall have to know more yes. about the dynamics yes. of this camp. Yes, we must learn all we can. And time is of the essence. I know these... I saw the slaves torn in two. And the... Th- the thought of it happening to the others that we know are here is horrifying to me. We must do all we can to save them in the time we have. I forgot to mention one of the slaves was a half-orc female. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I 100% knew you were going to say that. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter-orc. 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 Quarter well, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's... Uh, I mean, we we could observe the... If we want to wait tonight, we could observe what's going on in the, the spiky ice house first. See if we can see anything. True. I think we... There's a good chance that we've seen anything we need. Yeah, I don't think we know. We know. To see. Yeah, I don't think we... There's not anything else there. We also... I mean, from where we're standing, from where we're camped, I think we have a better uh, viewpoint, perspective, and on, on the pit... Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that we we can see now that we didn't see before. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Feyraz could do a flyover. Are you talking about the pit in the middle of the whole thing? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's like from you where guys we're are way way up here. Yeah, we are. So, yeah, so they are giants. They are giants. Um, I, th- I think since we have a unique opportunity here, right? We know that all the giants are moving, going to finally break this congregation and go back to their their places. So we're going to be able to know exactly which buildings are occupied and which are not and where the best place is for us to go undetected. So if we wait up here for a couple minutes, keep an eye out, see if any of the buildings remain unentered, we can go into those areas. That's true. True. I'm all for that. Yeah, Just take, like taking a couple hours during the day after they come back and seeing who goes where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody go in or out of that building with the smokestack? Yeah. Yeah, do some some recon from up there for yeah. a little bit. Uh, all right, how many uh, hours do you want to take? Well, let's go by hour by hour and see what we see. Yeah. Nope, you have to commit to all of the hours up front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all or nothing. Okay, so from where you guys are, your your main sort of focus. From 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 where you where you're sitting or stand where you're resting is the statue, yeah. The slave pens, the longhouse, which you're not quite sure about, the building with the smoke coming out, and the uh, building with the docks. With Everything the else is forges, like yeah. 1,500 to 2,000 feet away. Um, you've already done some recon on the slave pens and the statue. All you know is that it got really cold as you got close to it. Um, occasionally you will see people go up to the statue and like pray in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly frost giants. But not uh, only. But not only. But not only. Hmm. So you would think that perhaps they are converting uh, these the, the people. Et- some of the Etans et- and some of the Cyclops. To, uh, to worship, to worship uh, Thremir. Um, what, the statue, is, it's a stone statue? It looks like it's made of ice. <laughs> like ice. it's 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 got this. It might it may actually be stone, but it just gave off this cold, cold feeling, like it was ice itself. Um, beyond that, you don't see. It's it maybe like every couple hours, someone will go up there to pray, 
for a couple minutes and then leave. But for the most part, not a whole lot going on. Uh, slave pens, same thing. Two frost giants uh, and then dozens and dozens of slaves. Okay. We could try to deface the statue. Uh, I don't know how we'd have to. I don't know the feces what, what, plan. You never got to do the yeah, feces we never, plan. Yeah, we never follow through on any of our feces plans. Never do. <laughs> uh, so this is a not a thing. Of this, of this group from the very beginning, and I'm <laughs> frankly a little tired of it. <laughs> you all have such repressed psychologies. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if we did that, like. I don't know yeah, what the narrative no, it's, is. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's worth a shot. I mean, we, um, can, we could use the, do the same thing, like use the mark of you know that whatever tribe or Urgothoa. Yeah. yeah, I think if anything that well that that is the 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 best idea out of it, but it it may just bolster the anger and, and make them congeal even more outside of that one small clave of death worshipping cult, you know. Yeah, but that's but that's, <laughs> that's great. less giants. Yeah, that's if they like expel them or kill them. I mean, that's better for us anyway. Okay, you know the one good thing about the statue that you guys see is this: it's it's secluded, right? Um, you know, and that doesn't mean you you can go up there with no stealth. But I mean, you just look at where it's positioned. It is the far far north east corner of the uh, plateau, and there are times when it's. Completely unoccupied, yeah. Okay. You know, I don't even think we have to deface it necessarily. If we just get there and put a little shrine to Ergothoa, like, right on it. Yeah. That would seem like something that someone would do as just to send a message or something that isn't that huge of a deal, but that would cause a lot of hubbub. Yeah. That said, I, I'm most I'm still most interested in this building with the smokestack. Yeah, now. I think. Yeah, let's go. Well, on. I think that is something that we can do that will get results in terms of screwing up operations. Like yep. that, that's yep. why I want to go there. The building. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the smokehouse. So smoke I'm, I'm imagining Lork. I want to get some sort of like uh, one of those, like the military has in like snow situations where it's like an all white coat like you <laughs> yeah. know and it's like kind of hiding and it like lifts up to like look a, and then like scurry s- forward snow job G.I. <laughs> G- G- Joe yes, <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah like a sniper yeah um, a ghillie suit you should snow. have bought one of those when you were in Skelton I know I know, I know. What, uh, they had a sale <laughs> I'm sure Roy well, knew a well an hour guy. two hours goes by <laughs> nobody goes in or out of that building all right, so the, the smoke building itself. Um, no. What about the humans? Are there humans working the fields directly under us? Are there slaves working the fields right now? Since you've been here today, no. Um, that may be a product of the commotion you guys caused last night. At least right now, there's no one working the fields. Okay. Um, why don't we just go? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's just try to sneak over there. Seal we team did, we have seen no giants. We got to get you guys down on the broom, though. Okay. All righty. All right, so ferry back and forth on the broom. Now, remember, broad daylight, you do see patrols walking around. Mm-hmm. But assuming you time it correctly, yeah. you're not yeah. going to go like, let's wait till the patrol walks in front of the smoke guys. <laughs> uh, go, go, go. You can take your turn, take times, take turns brooming down. Um, <laughs> That's not a verb. <laughs> not at all. For things that are only said at a Pathfinder table. <laughs> Brooming down. Uh, Brooming down the house. <laughs> Sweeping? Now, here's the thing. There are watchtowers. There's the one to the south there that you sabotage the firework on. 
But luckily, there is a copse of trees. However, a flying humanoid is going to be quite a scene. Yes. Yeah. We, we could go I agree. around the back and come up along the fields. Are you a copse? You got to tell me if you are. <laughs> we could also simply continue our our stakeout until night falls. That's true. It's true. We could wait till night. Let's I just I hate using up all that time, but I, I, like Pem, Pembroke, like, like you said, like he's he, he's very concerned about how many the, the, the rate they're going through yeah. slaves. It's, uh, and every day you have to use three endure elements for every right. twenty four hour period. Yeah, and and Lork is totally on board with that too. Like he doesn't want to risk giving ourselves up too soon because yeah. that'll just kill all the slaves. Right. But, but operating careful, as quickly as possible to. to get... Because that's why I asked if anybody was in those fields. Because it would be like, maybe we could grab one or two. And they wouldn't even notice they're missing. And just, like, take them, you know, into the cops. And yeah. teleport them down off the mountain or something. You know, yeah, like, yeah. How just many start the you, process. How many people can you teleport at once? Uh, I think it's it's a pretty big number. I think it's like nine. It's like one per level. Let me... Ch- hold on. I don't want to... Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen right now. So Not going to happen right now. Um, huh. Well, the broom, I, you know, the flying humanoid thing, we don't have to fly all the way over to that house. We could literally just fly sh- straight down to the bottom of the cliff all the way in the back there and then walk, make our way on foot all the way around to those houses. Yeah. Yeah. Make sense, Troy? Are you hearing me? No. So instead of flying, <laughs> instead of flying from the, uh, the upper cops where our spike tent is all the way to the cops by the buildings, right. just fly straight down the cliff right at the back there. It just gets set down on the ground and then come on the ground all the way around. Yeah, that's far enough away, uh, and so you'd be moving towards the back doors uh, and the back staircase. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, so br- all of you fly down. Broom, 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 broom. You're far enough away from all the watchtowers. And then we start making it on foot broom, past the broom. fields. Right, you go past the fields. Broom, 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 broom. Um, staying along the wall. Okay. Uh, everybody roll stealth check. I shall fly. I still have uh, shared stealth going. Okay. Ooh, nice. What you guys got in the die? Uh, uh, 19 on the die. 18 on my die. Beautiful. So that's a 38 for Lork. 38? Uh, 20 for uh, Ben Brook. 32 for Baron. Okay. No prop. Sweet. You get to the back doors. Oh, and brought where, where that's positioned, um, you know, you've got that ledge where the other building is uh, to, to the north, so you're kind of... Hidden. hidden right there between the, the, the north side of this building and the, the south side of that ledge. Uh, obviously, farther west, you do have that other building, and there are those giants just working on those ice spikes again. Uh, tell me what you'd like to do. You are currently safe. You still like the lower door, Baron? Or shall we go higher this time? I don't like the lower door. I love the lower door. <laughs> uh, so let's. Well, why don't we do a quick check to see if it's unlocked during the day before we try to waste a night? Uh, that's, that's a good call. Lork will uh, gently test the the door to see if it's open. The lower door, lower back door entrance. It is locked. Locked. Okay. I've got bottle this. cap. Oh. <laughs> uh, I do have a bottle cap. I. I I have two bottle caps, actually. Oh, Brent, oh you uh, hoarder! God, we just—you just got one. That's oh, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. right. Hoarder. Um, uh, gotta keep that like, economy tight. Spend it on this. Do I want to spend it on this? <laughs> Grant doesn't want to spend a bottle cap on anything. I know. <laughs> I want to spend it on life and death situations. Typically, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. But I mean, if he rolls anything, decent. well, in a sense, it is life and death because the more time we lose, the more slaves die. And if we don't get this now, we have to just. 
wait and come back again. I just, I just love if we were actually in our characters right now, Baron handing a bottle. Can. I know. <laughs> it's I know. ridiculous. Like, there's it's no absurd. Lucky rabbits for this you can't make you can't make Baron feel bad for not spending. No, a totally. I can make Grant feel bad, but I can't make Baron. Can feel I wait? Bad. But I could give you touch of law on this, couldn't I? Yes. What would an eleven give you? Uh, that would be 30, 30, 30. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. All Let's right. try it. Let's take off the touch of law. Save these bottle caps for when uh, Baron certainly is going to die. When we, when we have to <laughs> beg for help. So yeah. Baron grants me the might of his order. The yes. might of order. In the name of Toreg, our infiltration must continue. So you touch of law. Pembroke then uses that to cast knock. Tink. Yay. <laughs> Yay. The door unlocks. Nice. Okay. All right. Now, uh, thank you, Baron. I, I will attempt. Lork will, he's got his bow out. You got the crossbow ready, got right? Got the crossbow ready. Lork is going to attempt to stealthily open the door. Roll a stealth check. Rolling a stealth check. Nice. Um, that is a 33. Ooh. Big, big barn doors. You open one of them. And immediately you are hit in the face by smell of yeast and hops. <gasps> it is a brewery. It's a craft brewery. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That should be another bottle cap. That, that's impressive. Oh, man. That is impressive. So that's why it was familiar. I thought it was going to be familiar. like a gunsmithing You thing. know yeah. that yeah. sound because you grew up amongst brewers, I'm yeah. sure. This yeah. is your bread. And I brew my own stuff. stuff. This, is, this oh, could be wow. Baron's place. You could just retire to Skiergard, open up a craft brewery, fastest growing business in Galarian. Uh, you could do worse. <laughs> wow. A I mean. single vast chamber occupies most of this building. I say most because obviously there is a second floor. I like that they have to lock the brewery. Right. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? We're not. Yeah, you're <laughs> uh, You see flickering torches set. Uh, 10 feet or so above the ground interspersed throughout the whole building Um, and they're on right now because there are no windows tiled stone covers the floor and in the center of the main room sits four huge vats each 10 feet tall and chained to a wooden catwalk constructed above them cool (laughs) along the west wall there is a flight of steps that ascends to the catwalk with a single roof support rising from its center. A smaller room is evident in the northwest corner of the building, which makes sense because you know there's a staircase leading up. In fact, it's not a whole floor. It's just a smaller room with its own exit and entrance to the building. Two doors lead from the northern and western catwalks to this small chamber. The heady scent of fermenting grain hangs heavy in the air. Barrels and kegs litter the floor. No creatures. All right. Uh, per- I just shrugged. shrugged. Per- I just shrugged. For those listening yeah. at home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 28. 16. 29. 39. You do not hear or see any creatures at the moment. I would like to detect magic. 
You detect magic all over the place. It's a magic brewery. Oh, oh, wow. You detect magic coming from... Is this magic hat? The vats. <laughs> it's magic, magic hat, hat brewery. brewery. <laughs> you, you detect magic coming from the vats. I mean, you see boiling water, you don't see any fire. Uh, you detect magic coming from inside of the vats. I mean, the vats are just glowing up. Uh, there's magic all over the place. Do you guys want to see a map? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, look at that map that you've you like produced that? instantaneously. <laughs> wow. The magic of radio. You totally didn't pause it and have me draw it just now. That's that pretty is, good for a quick draw. Look at this. That is a huge brewery. I'm it definitely going to take a picture and then not post it on the Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> uh, Please forget to do that. Yeah, that's, that's something else. Yeah. Look at this if place. you do say so yourself. I, you were right. I wanted to add a little bit of me into the adventure. <laughs> Seriously. So I went with something that I know very well, yeah. a brewery. So now that you can see the map, you guys obviously came in through that north door, the ground, uh, the ground level uh, door. Exactly opposite you are the other uh, set of doors which lead out um, to the, you know, the southern part of the camp. You see these catwalks that go all around where these vats are. Um, so obviously where the brewer walks over, puts the hops, puts the yeast, little water, little malt. That's all you need to make beer. <laughs> I'm assuming that these steer guardians uh, follow Rhein Heiskeboat, which is the uh, German uh, laws for beer purity. Oh, gotcha. Mm, you're such a beer nerd. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple people listening right now really enjoying this. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there's a couple. Far side of the room, you would see stairs leading up, uh, and you can see that because imagine all of this catwalk stuff between the uh, the uh, vats. You can see straight through to the other side. Stairs leading up to the catwalk and to this small chamber, which you know can also be uh, ex- accessed from the staircase outside. You got all, all roll pretty badass perception and did not detect any. Uh, any creatures or anything? I'm sure there aren't any. No, uh, because I, would, I would assume not. Otherwise, why would he spend 15 minutes drawing a map <laughs> as he reaches for his initiative tracker? I'm just erasing old things. You've we're tipped on, your hand, Lavalle. Day five. Hey, where's Cat Benatar and all this? We haven't talked about her in weeks. I'm sure. Oh, I'm it? sure she died of neglect. I, was like, I thought she was dead of a broken heart. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to take up time discussing Cat Benatar. No, I just. I assumed at the time that we were uh, that Lork was. Doing the the foul play but in the tents that she was not around, I didn't want her there to, to screw up any stealth checks by accident. Uh-huh. Uh, but by the time we uh, <laughs> there she is, there she uh, is. But, but by heard. the time we went up to the that other camp and camped out for the night, um, I had called her back. I okay, mention it. But. All right, so she's with you. She is with me, and yes. uh, you know she's stealthy. I'm not too worried about her stealth. Right. Um, Bad news. She's an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a real trigger. Point <laughs> she just dives into the first vat. <laughs> God, but I don't know. <laughs> now, is Baron impressed with this situation? Does this look like it's on the up and up? Top quality uh, uh, containers, uh, equipment here going on. Does it seem like they're doing a good job? These giants. This is pretty top notch. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's a giant operation. You got a pretty solid brewmaster. So, uh, Baron's going to turn to the group and say, "Now we have a huge opportunity here. I just, I detect magic inside of all of this brewing. 
and uh, we may be able to use it for ourselves, but we also might be able to poison or disable all of these breweries. Pembroke, I'd love your help in uh, examining what's going on in these things and determining exactly what is contained within... What are these things called? Bats? Tons? Are they tons? Uh, these are just called bats, but yeah, I guess right. they would technically be called. Pembroke. Yeah. Well, Pembroke uh, is, uh, he spent many an hour at the uh, Aracocra and Child pub outside of the uh, Arcanarium. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I haven't had a good glass of ale in many, many months. This is tempting. But I understand we have a job to do, so. Well, why don't we mosey on up this catwalk and, and take a look inside these vats. Yes, let's take a little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> R- right said, Fred. Uh, Alright, so do you guys make your way into the room to the, to the far side where the stairs are? Uh, just clanging to... pots the whole way. <laughs> Here we come, brewmaster! I mean, obviously, whenever we get an vantage point around one of the vats to see something that was concealed by them, we're going to pause, take a look. We're going to kind of stop at the corners, at the site lines kind of like we're SWAT teaming in sure 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 um, I love all the uh, levels in uh, Ghost Recon where you infiltrate a brewery <laughs> <laughs> so Baron and Pembroke in front working sure. their way in here Lork will stay back keeping his bow uh, at the ready looking okay. looking for trouble Faraza will go uh, will revert back to, to Asimar form ah. oh and is immediately fatigued uh, <laughs> it's warm in here. Yeah, it's definitely warm enough in here. Uh, oh, the altitude. The altitude, altitude. though, is going to be an issue. So Not yet, though. Yeah, yet. you're okay right this second. Once you go back outside. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sure the altitude you're okay is for the same the inside, inside, inside as it is outside. But I have to roll it every hour. Yeah, we're all a four suits in. That quick be, change from uh, bird back to human. It's uh, exhausting. Uh, it's ah, exhausting. My ears popped. My cloaca. Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> gross, gross, gross. It's part of life, Grant. I got so used to having one, I don't know how to react. <laughs> now um, I have two. All right, so you guys want to walk towards the stairs, stopping to see if you see anything different. Yep. The only thing uh, that you do see different is right by the stairs um, is some sort of strange contraption. It looks like it's fashioned from a brass kettle, uh, bristling with a series of curling metal tubes. Uh just sitting over there. Everything else just appears to be like barrels of beer. Uh, some are full, some are empty. Um, but that is the one thing that stands out as just something different. Knowledge. So it looks like I, my real world knowledge, they're, I would guess that they're distilling liquor out of that one. Right. It does look like some sort of still. Okay. Okay. All right. I was going to knowledge engineer that, but Skid got that out of the way. Uh, still, there's no central. Still. Go ahead. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I like that. There is a. There's no central source of the magic. It's still just permeating everywhere. There's no location. If I'm detecting magic as I go, where I can pinpoint it to a location in particular, correct? Right. I mean, it, it, it seems to be emanating from the vats itself. Okay. And you would just deduce that something, some sort of magic, is causing these vats to be heated because you don't see any source of flame. Um, why, though, you don't know. The nice thing, though, is that uh, stills are very, very flammable. There's a, been a lot of explosions in the South uh, during Prohibition True. due to that reason. And blindness. And uh, the uh, Beer Baron episode of The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we turn the corner from the still, and we walk up the stairs to the catwalk. Yeah. 
You walk up the stairs to the catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> Taking all of my willpower to not start singing this song. <laughs> what song? What are you talking about? I, I'm not going to do it. What song? I can't I'm remember not. how it goes. Well, how does it go? How does it go? Uh, I'll kill all of you. <laughs> the catwalk. Uh, all right. So you guys uh, put yourselves over there. Great. And uh, do it as party order how you're walking up the stairs. Does anybody stay downstairs? What do you want? Down. I think we should stay together. Oh. I think we should stick together. Yeah. Let's uh, stay together. together. Uh, okay, so Baron and Pembroke are at the uh, forefront of the party, followed uh, immediately by our good friends Lork and Farraza and the beautiful Cat Benatar is in the rear. The sleek Cat Benatar. She's normally a front woman, but today <laughs> she's taking the back. Backing band. Yeah, she's in the wrecking crew today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you guys want to do up there? You see at the end of this catwalk, uh, it turns off to the right to go towards the vats, but if you go straight ahead, there's doors that lead to that small chamber. A little turn off the catwalk? Just a little turn off the catwalk. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in Asimov form. <laughs> yes, yes. Roll a four, she'd say. <laughs> You've now gone up the stairs. The altitude has changed. <laughs> that last 15 feet. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, I'm really feeling it. Just yawn a the little. The air is thinner. <laughs> so we'll walk towards where the catwalk uh, hits a right angle to the next passageway. And from up here, maybe we have a better vantage point. You also seem to draw on this map. With your amazing cartography skills, Isn't this great. Uh, these little black wires going from each of the vat. Are, are we able to examine chains. those? They're chains, chains that are keeping the vats chained uh, to the catwalk. Um, huh. Whether so they're hanging has, from the catwalk. No, no, they're just they're chained there. It's probably for support because you see that uh, uh, in the middle of the entire structure is just one support beam holding up the roof. So this probably has some uh, thing to do to, to hold the whole space together, or maybe to. Uh, Help to put the catwalks up in the first place. The chains really bring it all together. It really, it really does. holds the room. Really together. tie the room together. Yeah. And I use two colors on the map. I mean, it, it's a little bit of everything for you guys. So uh, Baron turns to Pembroke and says, "Pembroke, should we uh, sample uh, the the fare that they're brewing here? Should we approach one of the vats together?" Well, at this stage of the brewing process, I don't know that it'd be quite appetizing. Mm. Well, we should at least examine it. We should examine it, yes, closely. Could Faraza do perception on the double doors at the end of the catwalk? Uh, perception on the double doors. Go, Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll stealth up there just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, roll stealth check. Uh, 17. 17? Uh, okay. And now roll perception on the door. <laughs> 31. 31. Wow. You hear the guy that heard you. <laughs> you hear heavy breathing. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> no. Uh, you don't hear anything. Okay. You, in fact, hear the absence of sound. Oh, uh, Pembroke is going to take this opportunity to use his wand of mage armor on himself. Um, you cast it, right? Did I? Yeah, yeah. You, I believe before you went into the room. You oh, yes, you okay. did. All right. But now you burn another charge. I, I did it again. Sorry. <laughs> right, did Roll a fortitude save. Yeah, Roll a fortitude save. <laughs> Raza will jo- rejoin the group, but she's going to keep an eye on the door for now. Okay. Uh, all right, you are now facing uh, the catwalk that leads right to the middle over all four of the vats. Did we lock the door, the front door behind us? No. You did not say that you locked the front yeah, door. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't we close? I would the say door? you closed it, but you probably we didn't lock lock yourselves in. Yeah, that's the end. So, um, <laughs> without necessarily 
uh, disabled device on any of us as we approach these vats. Baron's just going to do a quick perception for any uh, tripwires or anything like that. Uh huh. Twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, no, you don't see any. Uh, you guys walking along? Just show yes. me where you're walking. Go walking. Ahead and put yourselves exactly where you are on this beautiful map. Yeah. I think Pembroke and I are overlooking uh, the vat facing the southern edge of the the southeastern edge of this uh, collection of vats. Ah. Okay. Uh, where is uh, Lork and Cat Benatar? Uh, Lork's going to stay back at the junction of the catwalk okay. so he can face both the door if someone comes out of it and has a clean eye down at uh, Pembroke and Baron as well in and case also somebody to your comes right, their way. The yep. stairs. And the stairs coming up to us. Uh, Beiraz, I see you near Lork. Is yeah. that where you want to be? Okay. Uh, okay. Did you roll perception? We are going to now that okay. we have told you where we are. Oof, 23 from Baron Pembroke. Do you want to roll perception? I shall. Uh, oh, 29 for Pembroke. 29. Uh, you don't see any tripwire. Okay. Oh, yeah, we rolled for that. Now we're looking into the vats. Is there yeah. anything else we notice while we're in there? Just rolling that stuff over. I yeah. mean, it looks like a, just a beer is being brewed. It's uh, really strong smelling. Is it hot? Um, Temperature-wise? It, it, they're... They, it looks pretty hot, uh, but it's not. Bo- not all of them are boiling. Uh, Pembroke is going to take a little, like alchemical uh, measuring spoon, out of his belt pouch. Okay, and take a little, like uh, thimbleful of it, and like sip at it. Taste sip it. out of it. Roll a fortitude save. Oh boy, fifteen. Um, fifteen. Oh. It's way more powerful than any alcohol you've ever had. It's built to be strict, like strong enough for giants. And you're sickened for six seconds. I vomit into the vat. Into the vat, thereby ruining. Yeah. Uh, Should we just pee in all the vats? Yeah. That's that's the most obvious solution. (laughs) So, so if there's magic emanating from these vats, is there a method through which an alchemical or a spellcraft check or something like that that we can determine what is the magic, or is it just what's heating it? Like, is there anything magical about the brew itself, or is it just really strong? Uh, it's. Ju- I mean, you know it's really strong, having uh, had uh, Pembroke take a, uh, a taste of it. But, Very high uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, the magic itself, you... That making double IPAs. Like, if you keep concentrating your <laughs> detect, detect magic, I think you're, you can... The, the final one is you know what school of magic... Um, I don't think you can ever determine the spell unless you do spellcraft. Unless I see the spell being cast, you have to do right, that right. for spellcraft. Yeah. But, but uh, pretty sure it's uh, transmutation. Transmutation. Ah, interesting. Well, uh, I've certainly come to sense that it's transmutation, Pembroke. With your time in the Arcanarium, do you have any idea? Um, can I do a spellcraft check? To yeah, go for it. Yeah. Should do pretty well on this. 28. It appears that someone or something cast heat metal on the vats. Ah. They've got a druid to Ooh. to uh, create, you know, to create this the to, to boil the water without using fire. Right. Why would they do that when they could very easily use fire? Well, one might assume that it is because this entire building is constructed over a pond of frozen ice. It's Perhaps possible. Yeah, they wish to. To uh, preserve the consistency of such ice, heat metal only lasts for seven rounds. Interesting. Is it permanent? Has it has has it had has permanency it permanent? cast upon it? Uh, you don't. 
In fact, it has. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. Baron, you roll a wisdom check. Uh, I rolled a 13. 13. Yeah. I'm also pretty wise. I'm also pretty wise. I'm All also right. pretty wise. Uh, we have a Pem- wise party. Pembroke's over there, so Pembroke, you roll it. Okay. I also have craft alchemy if it helps. As do I. Uh, seven. <laughs> oh, no. That's roll wise. It's another damn three. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you're up there checking stuff out. Nothing uh, Nothing else really to see. With our alchemical skills, would Baron and Pembroke together be able to poison the ale brewing within these vats? Yes. Can we uh, come up with a way to do such a thing with the materials that we have on hand? I got medium spider venom. We got that spider venom, yo. Mm. <laughs> you never know when that's going to come in handy. <laughs> we've got spider venom. We've got uric acid. We've yeah. got... <laughs> <laughs> We've got tears, vomit. Tears, vomit. Yep. Did I tell you Baron was Russian and he has some plutonium to drop in there? It's going to kill them all. I'm oh, no. The Libyans are going to come. Uh, you, both of you roll a craft alchemy. All right. Okay. I want to roll with this die. Oh, yes. Uh, that is a 28. Nice. 19. All right. Baron, you're not 100% sure. Uh, Pembroke, you know if you had the right alchemical regents, uh, you would be able to effectively poison something of this size but you don't think any of you have anything on your person uh, at the moment that would be able to uh, effectively create a poison for uh, liquid of this magnitude. Jade, re- Jade region? Jade region. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just teleport down uh, to the skeleton and come back. We'll wait. I can't. <laughs> we'll wait. I have one left. I'd have to oh. come back tomorrow. <laughs> Just come busting into some alchemical shop in Skelt, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Poison! Immediately! <laughs> Just slam a bag of gold on the table. All the poison you have! All the poison! Hurry! Right. <laughs> uh, there's a five-day waiting period. <laughs> the time! Uh, that shopkeeper would have quite a story that night for his, his lady wife. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> it was the weirdest day. I had the weirdest day, honey. As Baron and uh, Pembroke are looking over at the vats just kind of uh, you know trying to figure out maybe we'd be able to poison these maybe there's something we can do here Uh, Peraza and Lork roll a perception check 29 24 Lork you notice this first and maybe you tap Peraza who doesn't quite pick it up as quickly as you that the floor is starting to get really wet and you hear sound of like running liquid coming from below you and you look down and just see puddles and puddles of water like emanating out as if the vats have been opened what and then you notice on the far far side of the room the door that you closed on your way in is now open Told you it was the end. Ooh. We'll see you next week. I'm just picturing that and zoom in on the open door. Wettest catwalk ever. <laughs> maybe it's just a drunk maybe it's just a couple of drunk giants that saw the figure out the door was open and came in to get a taste. Maybe it's a couple of teenagers just trying to steal a little unfermented. I'm really teens. 
The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.